With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to Soccer 101. Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean are your hosts, and we are so happy to welcome you into our first episode in 2023, the year that St. Louis City SC will officially kick things off. Moon, Happy New Year. It's January 11th, but I feel like it's still an appropriate thing to say to you because I haven't seen you yet. Definitely. I think the uh, Happy New Year's have 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 subsided for the most part. But yeah, I haven't talked to you. You've, <laughs> you've had some busy, uh, busy, busy days. I know you're back up in New York. You were here for the holidays. I'm sure we're going to get into that later. Let's start. Let's start like big scope and then narrow it down to to localized scope because you finally got to scope out the uh, the city park, the stadium for yourself. Right. I did. Do you want to talk about that now? Or do you want to say no, that's you? that's a teaser. That's a, OK. That, that's a teaser. Let's let's <laughs> let's save that for last. Let's talk with big scope, some global news. If you are new to soccer or don't know soccer, or you're even trying, you've been trying to avoid soccer, you can't avoid Cristiano Ronaldo's news uh, all over the place. The dude is now playing in Saudi Arabia. That's huge news because he was in England. Uh, he started, you know, started in Portugal. Then he went in England, won all these different awards, all these huge championships, uh, uh, Champions League championships. Then he wanted to. Uh, broaden the horizons. He he wanted to win championships in Spain. So then he went to Spain and then he wanted to do it in Italy. So he went to Italy. Then he came back disastrously to Manchester United in England. And here we are hearing about all this drama in Saudi Arabia. And I'm going to start it off with something that I thought was so funny. He's with his long time, long time partner. I forget her name. Georgina. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So they have two or three kids together. They've been together for a long time, but they are not married long-term partner. Now it is the law that you cannot live with someone that is not your wife in Saudi Arabia. Oh. And they changed the law just for him. Just wow. for this for this instance. Now 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 you say wow, but I saw the funniest thing on social media when this gal pointed out. She goes, "Honey, when he makes an entire country change their laws so he doesn't have to marry you, something is going on." <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the funniest take. I was like, oh, my gosh, it was it was the perfect social media bite uh, to that particular story. Yeah, but you think, think it'd be easier to just have the ceremony, give her the ring. Nope, nope. We're going to make we're going to make an age old, an ancient country uh, with these ancient laws, uh, change their laws, make an exception for us, honey, because I'm not going to marry you. I was actually reading this very thorough and interesting piece about it today in The Athletic, just because Ronaldo is such a brand globally. I was actually reading about the, I mean, there's so many different tentacles to the piece about why he chose to make this move about what his role is going to be, how this could potentially impact the world cup bid for Saudi Arabia. But did you know that he has 532 million Instagram followers more than anyone else on the entire planet? Yeah. He's the most popular and he does not shy away from like the ads. It's all like underwear ads and watch ads and all that kind of stuff. So since he, made this move 
he, the Saudi Arabia club that he's playing for gained like 10 million followers essentially overnight. So you you talk about the global impact that he's going to have on this club and on this country. And I mean, they're, they're paying him an obscene amount of money. It's like over $200 million a year. And a lot of people were wondering why he would want to make this move because a lot uh, and the weeks and months preceding this, even though he wanted to get out of his then current situation, he wouldn't be playing for champions club or he wouldn't be playing against the best competition. And a lot of people were wondering why he would want to do this. But in this article in the athletic Ronaldo talks about how he's viewing football slash soccer as a business now, and that he's trying to make business moves just like any other business move that he would make. And this certainly seems like he's maximizing his profits. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I I hadn't read that article. I guess hearing you say that my initial take um, is a little like, oh, yeah, you know, that's obvious. But I guess, you know, I guess I have to respect that. Um, I mean, of course, we have to respect that. But I respect the fact that he's he's at least saying it because I don't think there's anything worse than knowing deep down in your soul that that's why you think somebody is doing it. But they come out in the press and they say, I'm coming back to this club for for glory or because I love the club or I love the city or I love this. You Mm -hmm. know, at least at least he's going after that and i don't want to talk too much about ronaldo i know a lot of people are just super fatigued on the guy including myself and i was a fan um but i did want to talk about awards just because you know the season is upon us we're we're, we're talking like a february start we're talking about a number of weeks before st louis city sc is involved in mls action so i wanted to talk about mls there's a lot of stuff with the broadcasting who's going to be broadcasting our players seem to be lining up they're still making signings uh st louis city sc just put on their instagram all of the numbers uh you know all the players and their number assignments so that's cool for a lot of people to check out maybe we can we can read those but it got me thinking too that a lot of people that are going to be tuning into the mls for the first time they're going to be wondering what the trophies are that what they're after obviously they probably heard of the MLS Cup, assuming that that is the final trophy. But there's a bunch of other silverware out there, uh, which is why I was kind of looking at Ronaldo's uh, silverware. The dude has like so many different Champions Leagues and, and, and FA Cups and all these different trophies. But he has probably the most prestigious single player award on the planet. It's called the Ballon d'Or. Uh, and that's B-A-L-L-O-N space, lowercase d, apostrophe, uppercase O, R. It's a French term, basically means golden ball. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the guy's got five. Now, just to put it in perspective, if you know of greats like Zinedine Zidane uh, or uh, Ronaldinho, those guys managed to win it once. He has five. Now, Messi has seven and is probably pushing for an eighth here in the in the next year. But this is this is like the most ridiculous player on the planet as far as high goals, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he has won five of them, but he only has four. He actually sold one. Everything's a business. <laughs> Everything's a business. Now, I will say, in a, in 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 a good turn of events here, uh, he he won, he won it in 08 after winning the Champions League with Manchester United. Then he won it in Spain um, with Real Madrid in 2013, 2014, 2016, and 2018. That first year over at the Bernabeu, he had 450 goals in 438 games. Absolutely spectacular. But it does change things a little bit when I found out that why he sold it. He sold this thing and he his 2013 Ballon d'Or was actually he donated it to uh, make a wish charity. And wow. they were able to sell it for seriously, you know, seriously ill children for the chance to realize their dreams in an auction. And the guy who bought it is actually like reportedly the most uh, rich 
uh, Israeli guy. So Israel's richest person, Idan Ofer, he bought it for, you want to take a guess? Four, four million, five million. It was presented to him by Ronaldo's agent, Jorge Mendez, after he paid 600,000 pounds. So not as much as you would think. Wow. Or 600,000 euros, which is. So what's sense. what's the exchange rate on that? Hold on. Let me look that up. 600. The exchange rate's pretty equal. It's $645,000. Are you serious? We've closed the gap on the euro that much? <laughs> yes. But I thought it would be fun to kind of go over the trophies that are involved in Major League Soccer. Can you name any of them as far as like what the MVP? P is called or the MLS version of Ballon d'Or? I know that we talked about um, the Supporter Shield in a previous episode. Um, and I know that they have an MVP award, obviously, right? Yes. Well, starting with the Supporter Shield, that's a great one because you're probably going to hear that earlier in the season. The Supporter Shield is a regular season record award determined by the MLS point system. Supporter Shield is the annually awarded award that goes to the highest point team at the end of the year. Now, that may not be the MLS Cup winner, because remember, there is a playoff system and then a final with a final winner. Uh, yeah, it's now, like the president's trophy in hockey. Yes, it is. And th- and this very much echoes the practice of uh, top European leagues that give the team the best record um, as the champion. Right now, DC United and LA Galaxy uh, have four supporter shields each. That's, that's the most by any team. And uh, LAFC, are the 2022 holders of the Supporters' Shield winning it for a second time. So that's a big one. You mentioned the uh, the MVP award, right? Mm-hmm. That's actually called the Landon Donovan MVP award, and it goes to the most valuable player. Now, that's a voted on by media, MLS players, and club management kind of thing. I mean, I'm assuming there's a coach of the year. There is a coach of the year. That is named after Siggy Schmidt. Uh, he was a fantastic coach. I, there was a coach of the year award before that, but after he passed, they named it after him in uh, January of 2019, actually. Uh, that was pretty shortly after he passed. Super famous, super beloved German-American soccer coach. He's had the most wins in the history of Major League Soccer and was just very, very beloved. There's also the MLS Golden Boot that is awarded to the Major League Soccer regular season leading scorer. So the most goals gets the boot. Most goals gets the boot. I love the Golden Boot. Now, Moon, is there a specific award for a specific position, i.e. a goalie or a defender? I'm thinking about the Cy Young Award in base baseball that honors the best pitchers. There is. There's actually an MLS Defender of the Year Award. There's an MLS Goal of the Year Award and, of course, an MLS Goalkeeper of the Year Award. And something to look out for as far as City uh, City fans and City players is the MLS Newcomer of the Year Award, mm. which is pretty self-explanatory. But that's a big one. That's a big one every year that everybody gets really excited about. Absolutely. And now, are those all of the awards? Have you put a bow on it? Oh, no, no. There's there's, there's more. There's the Young Player of the Year Award. There's the Referee of the Year Award, of course. Uh, there is the Save of the Year Award, since there's a Goal of the Year Award. The Golden Boot is such a great name. Sometimes the name of the trophy is half the battle. The look of the trophy is very important. Like, I mean this with all due respect. I think the World Cup trophy is lame. You think so? Yes, I think it's lame. It's the World Cup. It should be bigger. It should be the grandest trophy of them all. And instead, it's really small. It kind of looks veiny. I just don't love it. First of all, the the Riz Show... um, hosting me is is hearing way too many things and i have to stop you and say like size doesn't always matter you know you know what i (laughs) tend to agree with that moon but after we in st louis got a chance to be around the stanley cup 
I have learned that when it comes to trophies, <laughs> size does matter. The Stanley Cup is far and away the best trophy in all of sports. When you're around that thing, it just exudes this aura. It's so big. You want to drink out of it. It feels so rare and so special. It has its own vibe. Energy is just emanating off that cup. You want to be around it unless you haven't won it yet. And then you don't want to look it in the eye or you don't want your eyes to look at it or touch it because you don't want to have it be cursed. World Series trophy, fine. I see the World Cup trophy, fine. But the World Cup is the biggest sporting event and on the entire globe. It should have a trophy that matches that. You know what? I think I agree with you, um, except for I don't think the World Cup trophy is the worst. I think it's pretty awesome. And it has, a, it, I certainly have, I think it has its place, even with its like small size and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I think you're totally right about Stanley Cup. And I didn't realize that I would feel that way until I, uh, got near it, and by the way, I did touch it before the Blues won. So, bam! You're um, so lucky they won, or else what, whatever, dude. Maybe the they won. Maybe they won because I touched it. You know, Randy Carricker did too. Oh, he did. He he confessed. So he and I worked. Oh, he didn't. He not only did he confess, he did it live on the radio. So he and I thought the Blues were cursed leading into that season. We had looked up ways to reverse a curse. We were going to get black salt off the dark web. We were going to go down to Enterprise (laughs) Center. We were going to do this whole reverse the curse thing. And then we didn't end up doing it. We were like, what if somehow we mess it up and then we doubly curse them? We just didn't want to be a part of it. So here the Blues, they were in dead last place. They come back. They're somehow in the Stanley Cup final. And Randy and I are about as superstitious of people as you're going to come across. And I was hosting the morning show at the time. He was hosting the fast lane. And I'm driving around and I I knew that the cup was in house. I had seen it, but I had left work. And I hear Randy kissing the cup on live radio. <laughs> That's great. During the finals. I was like, are you kidding me? I have never been more mad at him in my entire life. I texted him. I was like, if they lose, this is on you. You did this. Well, they won. So that means it's on me and Randy. You're welcome. That's right. You guys actually reversed the curse. Randy and the fast lane had a shirt that they made that said, we kissed it first. <laughs> you, oh, that's awesome. You are. Uh, you're also <laughs> right about Major League Baseball, the World Series trophy. It sucks. I've it, held it. Lame. Yeah, I didn't win it, but I held it, um, and I've been around that. And I actually, I, I remember thinking, yeah, that's not for me. I, I, don't, I don't, it's not, it's not as cool as I thought it would should be. Or, or, now I mean, that one's big. Size, size is there. Yeah, I just I think so. it lacks a little something, you know. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, what was the other one? What was the other one? Oh, yeah. You know what? When I was young and I first heard about the President's Trophy in, in hockey, that upset me because I was like, what the hell is that? We'll talk about a name. What, what do politics have to do with this? I had no idea. I was <laughs> totally. like, what? What? I've never seen. I've never seen a president in an NHL game. What are you talking about? Like it didn't make any sense to me. So you're right about the names. It does matter. It does. Also matter. the super, the, the Lombardi trophy in the NFL, the NFL is so big and so bad and they can do anything they want. And then they have the silver football on a pole on a pole. That, yeah. That's made every single year by the Tiffany company. But you just think that that, that they would look at the Stanley cup and say, Oh, we're going to beat that. We're going to have something bigger than that. But no, they just keep it with a silver football every year. Yeah, if you had the uh, if you had the World Cup trophy or the Stanley the Stanley Cup, like a really good one, and I know you disagree with the World Cup thing, you think Tom Brady would be throwing that from yacht to yacht? I don't think so. But the the, no. the football one is pretty is pretty dorky. Yeah, totally. Uh, but whatever, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. I like the plates. We should just go to Wimbledon and get like the big old platter, you know? For totally, it's a Why char- not? oh cool a silver charcuterie uh, platter. <laughs> That's lovely. Okay, so let's uh let's let's jump in. There's there's other MLS news and it involves your boy. Oh my gosh! So we had talked about this 
gosh, maybe a month or so ago about how Apple and Major League Soccer had reached a partnership. And if you were looking for a place to watch St. Louis City SC, you're going to have to get Apple TV. Well, they have announced the initial members of the announcing crews that are going to be the faces and the voices of the 2023 MLS season. They're going to be on MLS season pass on Apple TV. You can get the app if you don't have it already. And Big news, St. Louis's own Taylor Twalman. You may know him from his days playing soccer. You may know him as the face of soccer here in the U.S., more recently on ESPN. Big news is that he left, left ESPN and he is joining the team at Apple. So he's going to be an analyst for the matches and you're going to see Taylor covering MLS exclusively. It's going to be awesome. That's huge. It's nice to have a homer in there. You know, that's like what, <laughs> yes. when the Cardinals are in the uh, in the in the playoffs. It's kind of nice seeing Joe Buck. Or back that's in the right. day, it was it was nice seeing Jack Buck. You're like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's we're everywhere. We're taking over. We're really it's a part our guy. Of yeah, that's our that's our guy, and he's he's our guy. Gonna okay. act like he's not a homer, but he's totally a homer. While some games, by the way, they are gonna still be on TV. That Apple partnership that you talked about—that's a ten-year partnership between MLS and Apple. They're gonna have the new broadcast experience uh, for all fans. Uh, voices and faces take center stage on that season pass that you were talking about, and that that goes through uh, a hundred countries and regions. So even if you're traveling for a living, you're gonna be in England. You're gonna be that. It's not going to be one of those things that it locks you out when you're outside of the U.S. or North America. Uh, that season pass will feature every single match of the regular season. It'll have the MLS Cup playoffs. It'll have the League Cups uh, all in one place. Consistent match times, no blackouts. So I will be owning that thing for sure. Uh, did you see the, the the list of announcers? I did. I have it up right here because when it was announced that Taylor was going over, I wanted to know who he was going to be with. And A lot of familiar faces. Pretty good names in there. Anything that popped out at you? Uh, Sasha Kleshton, I like that guy. Um, I I have some mutual friends that played with him and said he was a pleasure to play with. Um, I've seen him only uh, do a thing or two as far as like studio analyst goes. Uh, but if they're hiring him, I'm I'm sure he's great. Bradley Wright Phillips, uh, Marcelo Balboa, old USA player, loved him. Uh, I think he's he still might be rocking the long hair. Uh, let's see, Maurice Adu. I know him from playing as well. There's a lot of former players in here mm -hmm. uh, doing the doing the match analyst stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of people who played in MLS, a lot of people who played internationally. One guy who didn't play, though, that I want to shout out is Max Bretos. He and I worked together at ESPN and he had since been the play-by-play -play voice of LAFC. And he has been ride or die, very involved in MLS for years now. Max is awesome. Uh, oh, Max is amazing. Huge awesome. fan. I didn't even know he was a part of this. Now, I used to watch him when when before NBC bought the rights and it was all on Fox. They did Fox football phone-in. Yes. Max didn't do Fox football phone-in, but he was on another show and did a lot of that broadcasting. And I love him. Great attitude, great spirit, yes. good fan of the game. Never he, he never spoke where he was like above anyone and he was just just like he's a real professional every guy you, you know what i mean like super professional deliverer great analyst great play-by-play -play guy i love him that's a that's a huge win yeah he's awesome and one thing i've been noticing obviously um because of my day job i have to watch sports basically every single night is these broadcasts are trying to find ways to get people with great energy in the booth yes of course they want traditional play-by-play -play and they want the former player who's the analyst to break everything down. But you're seeing these broadcasts like, uh, you know, whether it's NFL or or college game day now that are including like a Pat McAfee who, yes, he played, but like he's included on the broadcast, not only because of his expertise, but because of the energy and the personality that he's bringing. And I think guys like Max Bretos and Taylor Twelman, a lot of these people that you're seeing 
announced in this Apple package are going to bring that. I think soccer is really smart to want to bring people that are going to bring high energy into what we're consuming. Oh, okay. So um, Bradley Wright Phillips, by the way, is the brother of Sean Wright Phillips, and he is the son of Ian Wright, former Arsenal and England player. So yeah, wow. this this he's in the family. Uh, I mean, that's a long history of of incredible footballers. Uh, but between those three. They've covered a ton of ground on this planet. Very cool. Like this is this this is a great lineup for a first awesome. go at it too. You know what I mean? Yes. And think about that. It's their first time at this, and we already love the compilation of names that we're seeing, and it's only going to continue to grow as this partnership grows. And one thing I did look up, Moon, because I am already an Apple TV subscriber, but since this is Soccer One Hundred and One, and a lot of people might not be Apple subscribers, they might have been wondering about the pricing or how they can get it. So you can download the app. And starting February 1st, so you have a couple weeks to do this, you can subscribe to MLS Season Pass on the Apple TV app. It's $14.99 a month during the season, or it's $99 for the whole season. So 100 bucks, you can just get the whole season and you don't have to worry about it. Totally worth it for me. Not an ad, by the way. Hashtag not, not an ad. Not an ad. Um, but I know that that's one thing that people were very concerned about is how am I going to be able to watch the games if there's not a local broadcast? Right. Well, why don't we close it up with your story since since we're talking about, uh, you know, being in the stadium. What was your what was your experience like? How did you get in? Did you have a personal tour, Michelle? <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I did not know that. People. I may know some people. Um so I have to say, there's a lot of things that I miss about St. Louis and, you know, whether it's my friends or my family or things I'm I'm seeing at the station, I'll have FOMO from time to time. I don't think I've had the severity of FOMO that I felt after the first match at City Park that I was not there for. I don't think I've felt that maybe since college wow. when when all my friends like went on a trip and I didn't go or something like that. I I had just been a part of the development of city for so long, whether it was the announcement that I was at or hosting different events for them, hosting the, um, the brand partnerships, interviewing the coaches as they were named. I was there to announce the stadium naming rights and I got a tour then and got to see the, the bare bones construction. I've really seen so many different stages in this process. And so for the first game to have come and gone and me seeing all of these people get to witness the park and, and me not experience it, I was dealing with some FOMO. So thankfully my friends over at city were like, don't worry, when you come back into town, we're going to give you a tour. We want you to have eyes on it so that you can talk about it on the podcast. And so that when I come back for a game, I know my way around already. Right. So shout out to Courtney Miller and Jenna Todorov over at the city team who gave me a tour. They're unbelievable, but here are some of my takeaways. Number one, it is so beautiful and so modern, but it somehow fits right into the downtown landscape. Yep. It's it's remarkable how you can have an old building like Union Station and then Caddy Corner is this brand new structure and somehow they blend together. I thought that was remarkable. Um, number two, there, there truly is not a bad seat in the house. I walked every level. I walked all the way around from field level all the way to the top. And you're going to have a beautiful view of the action the entire time. No matter where you sit, you're going to be able to see everything, which is awesome. Yep. Um, I also got to walk around to all of the different food experiences. And I know that we've talked about that. We'll have to get Gerard Craft on to talk about how they built this concept. But St. Mm -hmm. Louis is such a culturally rich community. And I think it is so special 
that when you go to City Park, you're going to be able to experience different cuisines that make up the fabric of our community and it's local restaurants that you're supporting. And maybe you try something like if I live in um, University City and I try a restaurant that's in Cottleville at City Park, maybe I'm going to make the trip out there to go there again. I just think not only is it going to expose people from different parts of St. Louis into what makes these different neighborhoods unique from a food standpoint, it's going to encourage you to see different parts of St. Louis or maybe spend more time in a different part of St. Louis, because I know we all kind of get stuck in our little bubbles and our routines, which I think is going to, um, it's going to open us up in that regard. And Moon, one of my biggest takeaways is how intentional the team was with everything they did to build the stadium. And we we talk about that. They're intentional in everything they do. But this I thought was really special. Um, I don't know if you've been able to see this, but right there on, on market, there is this beautiful art structure that honors Mill Creek Valley, the Mill Creek Valley neighborhood. And I've grown up in the Metro East, the St. Louis area my entire life. I had never heard of Mill Creek Valley. I didn't know what that neighborhood was. But where the stadium is constructed is where this neighborhood once stood. And it's a historic Black neighborhood that was demolished in the 1950s to all these people were displaced, their homes were just taken away from them. It was a thriving area and they did it for urban renewal in the fifties, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And they commissioned an artist. Let me, let me get the artist's name here because I want to make sure to get it right. But it's just so beautiful the way that it's done and the the structures are there and they have quotes from some of the former residents that are inside the structures. Oh, wow. They they have the names of all of the residents that lived in the neighborhood inscribed on the outside. And then as you're walking down market, like you're going towards the arch, they actually denote the plot lines of the homes and where they once stood. Holy cow. Yes, it is such- an important project that I, I just can't imagine that this was a thriving neighborhood where, and some of the quotes were, you know, former residents saying, I loved living here. This was the best time of my life. I loved this neighborhood. I loved my home. And then it was just taken away from them. Yeah. And we don't even talk about it. You know, if, if this group didn't buy this land, And if they didn't do the research on what had existed here and make it a very concrete point to honor the people that live there and tell this story, how many people would go there and never even know that this had happened? Yeah, that's incredible. And that'll last forever. That'll live forever. That's a, yes. that's such cool, respectful detail. So kudos to City and the designers and the architect and just every little bit of thought and all the effort that went into that thought. Uh, kudos to them. Okay, so I, I pulled it up and I wanted to make sure to get the artist's name right because he did such a sensational job. Wait till you get down there and see it. It's it's very powerful when you're there. And I hope that people, before they go in and enjoy their Balkan treat box and hopefully a city one, that they actually take the time to walk through there and really feel how important this is. Um, so the artist's name is Damon Davis. He's a St. Louis resident. He's nationally cl- acclaimed for his pieces and he did such a great job. And this is, it's a one mile stretch of the Brookline Greenway. It's from Harristown University up until the city. And they tell the story of Mill Creek Valley. So be sure to check out the art piece, read about it when you're there. And um you know, just think about like 20,000 residents lived here at one point, and this was a thriving area. And imagine what that would be like to just have that taken away from you. Overall, your uh, your experience with the stadium, you know, of course, it was empty 
but an empty stadium. As far as your expectations go, one out of 10, where did it land? Okay, so if it was a 10 being the top, I'm going to give it a 16. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that, that much. So not only is the structure beautiful and everyone's going to have an amazing sports experience when they get there. But as I walked around, I've been in a lot of stadiums. I've been in a lot of buildings. I was taking note of the attention to detail. And I was thinking about how this place was built as a vessel for the St. Louis soccer fan, the St. Louis sports fan. Okay. And the, when you're walking on the, on the one concourse, there's these lines that are running through and they're meant to denote the rivers of of St. Louis and of Missouri. And when you're walking down another corridor, uh, when you might be going back to your seat, there are all of these uh, digital boards that are hanging from the ceiling and they're going to show the score or what's happening. So even if you're walking and maybe there's someone standing there, you can't, you can look up and like see what's happening and what's going on. When I got down to the field level moon, I got goosebumps from head to toe. When you step foot on that field and you look around and you see the seats that spell out city. And I came from the, uh, the West side. So when you look up, you see the, the wheel and the arch and all of that. And you just are standing there and you're like, this is going to be bananas when people show up here. Yeah. It's going to the way they built it, especially the supporter section, it's very tall and narrow so that it's going to capture the sound and it's going to be fun. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be energetic. And I just think that they hit a home run. They hit a grand slam. They they really couldn't have done anything better, in my opinion. It's it's one of the best buildings I've ever been in. I agree. I agree. You see that VIP box on the field? Oh, my moon. I go. I can't afford this. I need some friends <laughs> in high places. I know. Hey, if you're listening out there and you got one of those things, we're buddies. We're buddies. Come on, we love man. <laughs> we love you, kid. Like, invite us. We're free. But for those who haven't seen it, the players walk out onto the pitch, and then on a flanking either side are the benches. And then on the by and by the way, the benches, those seats are so cush. It's yeah, like a lazy boy recliner that these these players are gonna sit in. It's gonna yeah, be incredible. Um, but anyway, on on either side are these field boxes where you're literally sitting on the field and you have a little like uh table area, and then behind you, right there is all your food, your beverages, and you're literally on the field. Yeah, you're on the field. Yeah, if you want to, you could throw your soda, your beer, or whatever, and pop, <laughs> pop a pop a player in his hip. You know, like I mean, it is it is it is wildly close. Uh, such an experience. It's something that you're not going to get in any other sport, really. No, uh, and, and not and, only that, you're going to hear what all the players are saying, what the coaches are yeah. saying. The access that you have to the the sounds and the sights of what's was, going on is that rare. was what I thought. I actually when uh, when when the guy was like, "Yeah, go ahead and have a seat," I sat down. I was like, "This is a terrible place for me to sit. This is terrible because if if something's going wrong and they're coaching a certain way, I'm going to start yelling at the coach. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start like, "What are you doing? Hey, tell him to do this. Are you crazy? You know, like I'm going to get too involved. I'm going to get kicked out." It's guaranteed that if we're struggling a little bit by minute 70, if I'm sitting on that thing, they're kicking me out. Hey, Coach Carnell, I have some thoughts here. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to start hollering and getting like, you know, feeling like I'm in, invested as as a player, as a coach. I'm, I'm. It's not going to be good. It's just don't don't invite me.
Don't invite me. Let me sit up there and yell with everybody else. Okay. Well, speak for yourself. Invite me because I want to do that. <laughs> oh, one more thing that I really want to mention. The supporter section, the seats, they have seats that fold down for game day. The seats are are pushed together and they're locked. Yep. So that if you're in the supporter section, you have to stand, you have to chant, you have to sing, you have to cheer the entire time. It doesn't matter if you have a bum ankle or whatever, you can't sit there. You, you have to stand and be rowdy the entire time. They are encouraging your misbehavior, which I think <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, and I think the supporter section doesn't want any seats uh, that can that can go no. down. Because then, then people, the, the four people that want to sit down are going to be in the way all the time. Yeah, totally. Let's just, let's just get that. rid of that. Lock, lock the seats. But they have the option in case there's a concert or something. But just know, if you're going to be in the supporter section, you need to bring your A-plus game when it comes to energy. Yep. Rowdy section. Energy section. Energy up. Good to see you. Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year to everybody else. We'll, we'll, we'll be a bit more consistent now that the holidays are done and the season is it's it's right on top of us, guys. Yes, it is. We're going to be filling you in on all the latest news with City. And again, as we get closer to things kicking off, shoot us an email. If there's something you want to learn about, you can find us at AskSoccer101 at gmail.com. Moon and I will be back next week, but until then, go! go!